0: Welcome to Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. Are you hungry to hear more about our beautiful Savior Jesus? Well, the Bible declares that grace and peace are multiplied to us in the knowledge of Jesus. Join me for revelatory teaching, interviews with leaders in the body of Christ, and testimonies of God's goodness in your life. Thanks for joining the conversation to reveal more of Jesus to a hurting world today.
1: The reason that we can expect to be blessed is because God wants to bless us. Mm. It's not because we're deserving of it. It's because he, through Jesus, loved us even when we were undeserving.
2: But before we get started,
0: I want to give a quick shout out to our Christina Prayer Ministry sponsors who help support the mission to unite the body of Christ and fulfill the Great Commission with
2: love. A big shout-out to go for ministries who provides all of our equipment for our gospel events, Davis Financial Services, who does all of our financial accounting, Harvest Family Network, through which I am licensed and ordained, and Life-Changing Productions, who helps put together evangelistic events to reach our city for Jesus. If you or
0: your organization are interested in becoming a CPM sponsor, you can find out more information on our website at org. Do you have a loved one special occasion coming up and don't know what to get them? Well, now you can sponsor an episode of Revealing Jesus in their name. And you can give them a special dedication message read on air. It makes a
2: great gift. To find out more information, just go to christinaperreira.org slash podcast. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode of Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. I am your host, Christina, and I'm so excited to have you with me here today. I hope and I pray that you are doing well right where you are and enjoying the continuously flowing favor of grace pouring from our beautiful Savior and Father in heaven. I've got a great show for you today. I have an amazing leader in the body of Christ with me today. He is the pastor of the Life Christian Church in the New Jersey, New York area, and he is the author of The Lord Bless You, A 28-Day Journey to Experiencing God's Blessing. I have with me today here, Pastor Terry Smith. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Hey, Christina, it's great to be with you, and it's great to be with everybody who's listening to us.
2: Oh, well, I'm so excited to have you with me. I've loved reading through your book. For my listeners out there, they know that I am a New Covenant gospel preacher, and uh, they know how much I love the goodness of God and the blessing of God and our beautiful Savior Jesus who made it all happen. Isn't it amazing? Isn't he beautiful?
1: He sure is.
2: So good. Well, I've told our listeners so much about you today. Is there something you can share with them, maybe something personal just to help get to know you?
1: Well, a lot of things I guess I could share. I would say that not all that important to knowing me, but yet part of knowing me is to know that I'm a huge Yankees fan. So we may have just lost some listeners. (laughs) I announced that, but. I actually was raised in Indiana, but moved here to the New York City metropolitan area 30 years ago, actually 31 years ago, began the Life Christian Church. And somehow in the process, became a big Yankees fan, even though I grew up a Yankees hater. So,
2: Hmm. Isn't that so funny? God has a way of getting you around, helping you connect with the people.
1: Yeah, it's like, I actually grew up a big Cincinnati Reds fan, Indianapolis, which is where I was raised didn't have a major league baseball team. And during the seventies, the Yankees and Reds were huge competitors and we just didn't like the Yankees at all. But when I moved out here, I wanted to connect to the culture and connect to the people and Mm -hmm. found myself enjoying listening to the games. So anyway, here I am. All these years later, a big Yankee fan and has some great friends in the organization, like the Yankees chaplain, who's a dear friend of mine. And Mm. so, yeah, that's something about me.
2: I love that. You know, it's so beautiful. God has created us to have likes and hobbies and desires and to know him. I think it's amazing to remind people out there that pastors and leaders are people just like they are. And It's a beautiful thing. We spend our day worshiping, studying, preparing things, but we also like to do fun things, right?
1: Absolutely.
2: Lots of fun. So good. Well, I have loved reading through your book. I have been using it as a devotional, and I think it's really awesome. I know we're sitting here having this conversation right at the top of the new year, and this is probably going to be airing in February or March, so you guys are going to be hearing this, but I think focusing on the blessing of God right at the top of the new year is just a fantastic way to start.
1: Yeah, I'm really excited, Christina. Our church, the Life Christian Church, which is headquartered in West Orange, New Jersey, is starting a 28 Days of Blessing campaign based on Mm -hmm. the book. By the time this conversation is aired, we may be through that, but every Sunday, for five Sundays, I'll be preaching on a major concept in the book about God's blessing. Everyone in our congregation, or I hope everyone, most everyone will be reading through the book as you are on a daily basis. And there be book clubs around the book and so on. But I'm really excited about the fact that there are something like 30 other churches around the country who will be doing this with us. So I love this idea that thousands and thousands and thousands of people are thinking every day about Mm. God's favor, what it means, how to experience it, how to share it with others. It just thrills me. So, yeah, I love the idea of beginning the year by being focused on what it means that God wants to bless us.
2: Mm, I love that so much. Can you share with us the biblical definition of blessing? Because I thought that was really fascinating.
1: Well, it's interesting. I was on a podcast a couple of days ago that actually was focused on theology. Mm. And I've it very interesting that the person leading the podcast called this book a theology of blessing. Hmm. And I think that's actually a pretty good description. Well, let me put it this way. I think it's very substantive scripturally and very true theologically and one of the things that i found fascinating is that there are a number of scholars bible scholars from a variety of backgrounds in terms of denominations and educational paths and so on who believe that blessing is actually the theme entire of scripture Mm -hmm. so blessing is talked about so much in the bible some 500 times and it's hard to find one definition to nail it down, but I took my best shot at it. And this is how I define blessing in the Lord bless you. To be blessed is to be in a harmonious relationship with God who wants to do good in you, to you, and through you. And that. at its core, it's all about being in a harmonious relationship with God. Everything good in life flows from that
0: mm-hmm.
1: but we also need to know that not only are we to be in harmonious relationship with him but that he wants to do good in us to us and through us mm-hmm. and fascinating to me is that in his very first interaction with humanity in all of scripture we're told god bless them genesis chapter one twenty eight. The very first thing that we're told about God's heart for humanity is that he blessed them. (laughs) And so when you look at scripture, and then of course, as scripture should lead us to do, you look at God through the lens of blessing. It's a fascinating thing to think about how that in the beginning, God blessed people. They were separated from God and his blessing because of their willful choice disobey, but then everything in history from that time is about God bringing the blessing back, which he did through Jesus.
2: Amen. And isn't it wonderful? I always tell people that none of us will ever have anything that isn't given to us by the grace of God, the mercy of God, all because of Jesus, all because of this new covenant of blessing that's totally based on his favor and his work, and his desire, and not ours. And I feel like your book really hit that nail on the head.
1: Well, I appreciate that, Christina, and I completely agree. The reason that we can expect to be blessed is because God wants to bless us. Mm. It's not because we're deserving of it. It's because he, through Jesus, loved us even when we were undeserving. Mm. And thereby declared that we are worthy of his love. On one hand, we can say we're not worthy of his love. But on the other hand, we are worthy of his love because he said we are. He decided we were worth loving. And God so loved the world, he sent Jesus to bring us everything God ever wanted for humanity.
2: Isn't that amazing? I love that the Bible says that the Lamb of God was slain before the foundations of the world. So before we ever sinned, before we ever fell away, God had a plan in himself that he was going to write everything that was wrong. And I love that. You know, we, sometimes we think, oh, we've messed up. Can God still use us? Can God still do this? But the truth is, is we have to realize it's not really based on us. It's really based on him.
1: Well, that's a beautiful way to discuss grace. and. Mm-hmm. As you know from reading the book, I begin the book by asking the question Do you know where the phrase bless you came from when someone sneezes? Is it okay if I take a moment to talk about that, Christina?
2: Absolutely. Go right ahead.
1: Because it speaks to the point that you just beautifully made. So in the 8600s, the bubonic plague was spreading rampantly, and Pope Gregory issued an edict that required People who heard someone sneeze to say a prayer over that person because oh. the sneeze was a sign that they may very well be afflicted with the plague, and the prayer was "Bless you or God bless you was a prayer that the person not be sick but actually be healed. Let talk about how that captures the heart of God for humanity because in the very beginning, God stood looked at the man and woman he had made and and blessed them, but he blessed them knowing that they were about to fall sick. Yeah. They were about to sneeze. In fact, my first chapter is called Adam Sneeze. They mm-hmm. were about to plagued with sin by their own choice, but before they got sick, God just dis- declared his intention, and he had already prepared a cure before they were even plagued. And as you just said, Christ was slain before the foundation of the world. God knew that we were going to mess up, but he was so determined to mm-hmm. bless us that he already had a plan in place to save us from ourselves.
2: Isn't that amazing? You know, and I'm sitting here thinking about Adam. Adam understood the power of his words when he named the animals, and he actually turned to his wife, Eve. And it was then that he gave her her name, Mother of the Living. And Adam in turn blessed his wife because God said, dying you shall surely die when you eat of the tree. And Adam said, no, (laughs) I'm going to call you Mother of the Living because he was trying to counteract that. And I just sit here thinking, what would happen if we did that with COVID? If every time we turned around and somebody sneezed, if we said bless you and we stopped to pray for them, what would happen if we did that?
1: I don't know. That's a fascinating question.
2: I think just maybe we might be able to change some things. You know, it's interesting to me, those who know that they're blessed based on the work of Christ will often give it away. You talked about how we're blessed to be a blessing and how it aligns with our destiny and our purpose and what God has called us to do. Can you talk about that a little bit?
1: Absolutely. The Lord Bless You is written in four sections or four weeks, if someone looks at it as 28 days and 28 brief, inspirational, devotional chapters. And the first section is called Blessing, where I detail some of what we've been talking about already. The second section is called Purpose. and the reason that I spend seven chapters, seven days or one week on the idea of purpose is that blessing is inextricably related to purpose in Scripture. So mm-hmm. Genesis chapter 128, we're told God blessed them. And then the next thing that happens is God purposed them. He told them what he made them for. Mm-hmm. They made him God's image were to multiply the God image to Mm -hmm. the entire planet, and they were supposed to take what they had in Eden, and they were to spread it to the entire unruly world and govern the planet under the rule of God. And so the fact that they were blessed is directly connected to what they were purposed to do. Mm -hmm. And I like to talk about how that it's almost impossible for us to live in God's full blessing. Well, I think it is impossible for us to live in God's full blessing if we are not living out our God-given purpose.
2: Mm, That's a really excellent point right there. Can you talk a little bit more about that?
1: Sure. I think it was the Genesis scholar, John Walton, who said that the word create has to do not just with making something and ordering something, but also the assignment of destiny. And I think that when God created human beings and when he has created each of us, both in our biological origin and as those who are born again in new creations, he assigns to us a destiny that he has a plan for us and a role that we have been made to play on this planet, a role that we have been made to play in his life and in his world. And there's a definition of sin. Well, the definition of sin, Mm -hmm. according to the original language, as I'm sure you know, is to miss the mark. Mm -hmm. A lot of times we think about sin, we think about someone doing something they shouldn't have done. But really, at its root, sin is about not doing what we were made to do. It's about being aimed at a target, being assigned a destiny, and then God gives us free will, allows us to decide whether or not we want to hit the mark. And if we don't hit the mark, we miss the mark, and therefore we experience sin. And all the sins we commit, in my view, is a byproduct of that, that essential reality of having missed the mark with our life. So when we're not living on our purpose, we miss the mark. And it's essential that we turn from going our own direction and figure out the direction God's called us to go and discover that, connect to that, and live that thing out.
2: Mm -hmm. You know, I tell people all the time on this podcast, God has created each and every one of us for something. Your something may not look like me. Your something may not look like Pastor. Terry Smith, it may not look like Bill Johnson, it may look so different, but it is is made in his image because you're made in his image. And it's vital. The body of Christ needs each and every one of us walking in that because, Pastor Terry, I need your book, you know, and there's people out there who may need my book and then we may need their book (laughs) or what they're called to do. And something that the Lord really shared with me this year, he said, we have to get this idea down in our mind that when one of us prospers, we all prosper. And it's not this weird socialistic kind of thing. It's when we all advance the kingdom, when we all are hitting our mark, it has this synergistic and ripple effect that we're only going to be able to understand on the other side of eternity. And uh, it's just, we have to see things through the eyes of Jesus. And I've been meditating so much on the Apostle Paul and how he was sitting in prison, writing the letters to the churches. And I'm sure never in his wildest dreams did he think that God would use people to canonize his letters and create what we now know as the New Testament. And now those letters, 2,000 years later, have gone all around the world. And I'm sure the Apostle Paul never could have conceived that in his mind, but God has conceived those things before the foundations of the world, those good works that we are called to walk in. Isn't that incredible?
1: Yeah, it is. It makes me think of something Paul wrote to the Corinthians, First Corinthians 2. He talks about the glory that God had destined for them before the world began. Yes. He says, if God's enemies would have known, Mm -hmm. I'm paraphrasing, of course, if God's enemies would have known what would be unleashed when Jesus died on the cross and defeated death, they wouldn't have crucified the Lord of glory. Amen. And then he says, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, what no mind has conceived, these are the things God has prepared for those who love him. But then he turns right around and says, but we can know those things by the spirit. Mm-hmm. And he spends a number of verses there after that point, first Corinthians two, telling us that the spirit, the Holy Spirit searches the deep things of God and that we can know the mind of Christ as it concerns the things that he's prepared for us that are so great that human eyes, human ears, and human minds can't conceive it, which is to say, again, to restate, I'm kind of encapsulating an entire and complex chapter of scripture there. It says, Christina, God has destined things for your glory before the world began. Those things are so great that your mind can't even conceive it. But you can know those things through the Holy Spirit and then you can actually live those things out.
2: Mm -hmm. So good. And it all begins with the theological foundation of the goodness of God and the blessing of God. I would say it's hard to know the things of the mind of God without knowing his heart. Would you agree?
1: Absolutely. I think a lot of people are still living. I talk about how There are a lot of people who have a difficult time envisioning a good God, Mm -hmm. at least envisioning it to the extent where they really know it in their hearts. Sometimes people say to me, Why is it so difficult for someone to believe that God wants to do good in you, to you, and through you? And I say, I think it's because people default to shame. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people are still in the garden, Mm
0: -hmm. post
1: sin, trying to cover themselves without realizing that God already has prepared a sacrifice to Mm -hmm. cover us in our shame. And a lot of people are still standing there hiding behind, you know, a tree in the garden, afraid of an angry God. When God is just looking for us and saying, you blew it, we're going to have to deal with that. But I already had a plan to save you from this. And through the sacrifice of Jesus, I'm going to cover your shame. And I want you to come to me. With shameless audacity. Somehow or another, we have to get out of our minds that God's angry at us. And know that even in our mistakes, He's already covered us. If if we'll just believe in Jesus and believe in what Jesus did for us, God has covered us. He doesn't want us to live in shame. He wants us to live with an expectation of his goodness.
2: Mm-hmm. So good. Absolutely. And you know that expectation of his goodness. That's what helps us, that theological understanding that we've been covered, now we can come boldly. That's what helps us come boldly to the throne of grace because you just hit the nail on the head. If we're still hiding in shame thinking we're not covered, we're not going to come boldly to the throne of grace and we're not going to find help in time of need. You know, the Lord says that my people perish for lack of revelation knowledge. And this is a place where the body of Christ needs to come up higher come up higher into the things that Christ has already accomplished for us and realize that we don't stand in our own man anymore. We now stand in that risen, redeemed, resurrected man of Christ before the throne of grace. And when the Father looks at us, he sees the beloved Son. He doesn't see their sin. He doesn't see their shame. He sees the beauty of the Son. He sees the sacrifice. He sees the fragrance, the aroma. And we have to realize that we are one and the same.
1: Yeah, I think one way to get at that is, and I talk about this some And the Lord bless you. It's understanding that we are not the first Adam. Mm-hmm. But let's put it like this. We're not the fallen Adam. Yes. We are second Adam. Mm-hmm. And Revelations five tells us that if through what Adam did, you know, the curse came. Mm-hmm. How or through what Jesus, the second Adam, did, does God's blessing come, and consequently, we can Romans five seventeen actually reign in life through Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. Some people believe more in the power of the curse than the power of the blessing. They believe mm-hmm. in the sin of Adam more than they do the righteousness of Christ. But the fact is that what Jesus has done and what we appropriate when we believe in Jesus is more powerful than what Adam did. The righteousness of Christ is more powerful than the sin of Adam. 2 Corinthians 5.21 tells us that we are the righteousness of Christ. Or is that 5.17? I may have the wrong reference.
2: It's in there. <laughs> yes, we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus as a gift. Absolutely. And it was something that, you know, it was amazing. God's idea and in sending the son was so that we could no longer mess it up again. <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? Amen. This has been so good, Pastor Terry. Is there anything burning on your heart you'd like to say directly to our listeners today?
1: Well, My prayer is that we would transfer our head knowledge Mm -hmm. about God's desire to bless us into our hearts to where we really live knowing, knowing, knowing in that deep place where we know the things we know we know, our spirit, knowing that God wants to bless us, that if God got up in the morning, which probably theologically he doesn't need to get up because he doesn't sleep. But if God got up every morning, God would get up every day, and the first thing on his mind is that he wants to bless you. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean that life is perfect. Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that there aren't challenges and difficulties because Adam was blessed in Edom, but we're blessed even in the wilderness. Mm -hmm. And so the context of our blessing is different. We're on our way back ultimately to Eden because that's how this age ends and the new age begins, is a restoration of this garden. But we can taste that now. And the reason we can taste it, as you have said, Christina, is that God wants it for us. It's because of His heart, because of His grace, because He is good. It's because He cannot help but be good to us. And I just pray that we could know that Mm -hmm. in our hearts.
2: Yes. Yes, absolutely. Will you pray that for them right now?
1: Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for everyone listening to me and Christina now, that they would listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit speaking to them. Mm -hmm. And know how much you love them. Know how much you want to bless them. Know how much you want their lives to be less like wilderness and more like Eve. how you want them to live less like the fallen Adam and Eve and more like the second Adam, Jesus Christ. And I pray that people today who are struggling with difficulties will know even in the midst of their difficulty that your plan is to bless them and that you always are working everything together for our good. Yes. I pray that we'll know that. I pray that we'll receive that. I pray that we will live that out today. In Jesus' name, amen.
2: Amen. Thank you so much. I know that that's going to help a lot of people out there. You know, this is foundational stuff, and out of it, everything else flows. Absolutely. How we relate to others, how we relate to God, it all flows out of that. So thank you so much.
1: Thank you, Christina.
2: Mm, You're so welcome. Thank you for being here with me today.
1: My privilege and the Lord bless you. The Lord bless all of your listeners. And I pray that this coming year is just a wonderful year for everybody.
2: Thank you. I receive it. I receive it. Thank you, Lord. Well, I hope and I pray today's episode has blessed you. I will have links from today's podcast and resources in the show notes on cpnshows.com under Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira, or wherever you get your podcasts. There you'll find additional resources to connect with us and our special guest, Pastor Terry Smith. Until next week, may grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of Jesus. God bless.
0: Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. I hope today's episode has blessed you. Please subscribe, share it with your friends, and don't forget to sign up for our ministry mailing list for more encouraging content about our beautiful Savior, Jesus. Just text JESUS to one 815 7778 That's one 815 7778. And of course, it's your turn now to join the conversation. Send me your burning questions, leaders you would like to hear from in the body of Christ, your testimonies, and more. Just click join the conversation in the show notes. And for more information about our ministry, visit us at ChristinaPereira.org. Until next week, may grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of Jesus. God bless.